Oh, it's the Fish and Chip Podcast, and we are back week two of the NFL. We have seen football. Oh, seen it. It was, it was glorious. It was glorious. So glorious. And Fish right here, Chip Daly over there. How you doing, Chip, this week? How you doing? Uh, I am uh, about to do my Chris Collinsworth impression and have a very annoying voice this episode. Did you watch that? Did you watch that Sunday night game? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he was sick. I'm kind of sick. I don't know what's oh. wrong with me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe yep. it's not that noticeable. It sounds noticeable in my ears. I can hear just barely. It's it's not bad. Okay. Well, if my it's voice nothing is like uh, the fl- nothing like the flu game I had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, nothing like that. However, I might sound like a uh, prepubescent. What is it? Prepubescent teen? Is that how you say it? Prepubescent. Prepubescent. Too many piss. My voice is just not sustainable right now. So I got I got that going for me. You're doing great. Thank you. Oh yeah. Speaking well, of doing great, did you did we do great this last weekend? <laughs> On all we of our do great. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're not. <laughs> I think the only bright spot was my survivor pick. That was about it. My bright Thursday spot pick. was my Thursday night pick. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. It was a wild weekend. Yeah. A wild, wild so list. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you, and I didn't. Uh, and I didn't um, do it on the podcast last week. But I did write down like my picks for every game that whole entire week. Okay, I got. You want to guess how many I got right? Um, you got seven. I went five. Oh, wait, you, you did something that five and 11? Five and 11. Rough. I don't know if I would have done any <laughs> that's, better that's, if I would have done that. But that's picking straight up. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> who's going to win the game outright? I only got five right. But, but I got the, the one. And I got and I got the survivor one though, <laughs> the one that counts the most. I only had a five and in sixteen shot at it, a one third shot of picking the game right in my survivor pool, and I got it right. <laughs> yeah, jeez, that. So you picked uh, Baltimore. Yeah, that and Kansas City were the only two favorites that felt comfortable the whole game. <laughs> yeah, and I don't yeah. know if we would have even picked Kansas City because who knows what Arizona does. I highly considered it. I was just like, you never know, though. Arizona can be hot to begin the year again. Yeah. I have a, I have a tidbit on the, on the, on that team, and uh, you know how much stress should be related around the franchise. I like we'll tidbits. Be doing, we'll be doing that later on in the segment. We're bringing something back, an oldie but goodie. Oh yeah, yeah. So last week, man, I was a, Right before we started, we were looking at because uh, you do your money lines. We we're looking at who covered the spread. You still have those numbers? Oh, I, I sure do. All right. So last weekend there were ten road teams that were favored going into the ten. weekend. Nine road teams won. So the road teams last weekend were nine and seven. So pretty good record on the road. But not However, all of those that won were the favorites, right? Of the t- of the ten favored road teams, only four covered the spread, and that was <laughs> Buffalo covering two points, uh, Kansas City covering five and a half, Tampa Bay covering two, and Baltimore covering seven. Jeez. So they were four, four and six on covering the spread of those ten favorited teams. Overall, their record was. 
had it like straight up overall record was six three and one as road favorites this weekend. Yeah. As opposed nothing. to two three and one by home favorites. This week, sorry so I to get off. I guess the, it's it's road road teams are better. I guess I Don't guess so. Home teams anymore. Uh, just quick glance right now. I see a road favorite this week. Heavy one, Cincinnati seven and a half. It's fair. They're like the it's only fair. road team that's favored by more than four. Oh yeah, um, this week is interesting. There's uh, only three road teams that are favorited. <laughs> totally opposite of last week. Yeah, there's only three road favorites, so I guess this is the week of the home team. So switch your vibes, I guess, right? I guess so. Just goes to show, man, that week one's tough to pick, especially when there's road favorites. We always had two ties, though. That was something. Had one. We did. One was my survivor picked the Colts. The Colts were down 20-3 to three in the fourth quarter and scored 17 points in the fourth, and then just was like... You know what? We don't want to score anymore. We're rolling, but that's it. They couldn't score then in overtime. <laughs> the their kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship, great name. Oh, uh, love the guy. Missed the game winner. He was cut on Monday. Maybe it was Tuesday. He was cut though. Rough, rough job being a kicker if you can't kick. <laughs> it's he's one of the best in the league too. He was pretty good. Yeah, he did have some up and down things. I remember. Was it last year, two years ago? I just vividly remember him sitting on the turf with his legs spread out and his head down. Yeah, I think last year he tailed up or something. But yeah. I, think I know when shot. he first, first couple of years he had it, I think. Really yep. And then uh, what was the other one that was almost tight? Oh, <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> they were a heavy favorite. Uh, a lot of people picked them. They were home. Favored by six and a half, I think. Uh yeah, six uh six and a half. Do you remember since we live in Minnesota, the Vikings game last year against Cincinnati week one? I do. And I remember was... the Green Bay game against Cincinnati. They both went to overtime. But the, yeah, this was just like that though. It was like the Green Bay one where they missed all the field goals, remember? Mason didn't that happen in Minnesota too? I think yeah. It was in Cincinnati. Was like, I think there were two field field goals. At the end, where like one of them seemed like we were gonna win, and then then the next one, I was like, boom, tie game, overtime, and then like a kick to win it, miss, a kick to win it, miss, yeah, and then a kick to win it, finally made it. Yeah, that, that's what it was. It's kind of like, like they that. made. I think they made like two epic field goals to send it to overtime or something. That's right. Like that. And then both missed <laughs> one in the overtime period, and then finally somebody scored. I'm looking at it now. Vikings down 24-14 in the fourth. They got a touchdown to make it 24-21. Then Greg Joseph kicked a 53-yard field goal at the last second to tie it. And then with a full overtime length, and Evan McPherson hit a game winner as time expired. Yep, I remember that. that. Yeah, there was a few misses in overtime. Just like... And uh, I know know that that definitely happened between... uh, Packers and the I do remember that too. <laughs> yeah, that was right. crazy. And the Bengals won both of those. Yep. Right? <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that kind of happened again this year with the Steelers. They uh McPherson just totally missed one. Well 
To right? be fair, yeah. To be fair, the long snapper that's normally in there was out. Yeah. Snap was high, hold was weird, late, yeah. laces were pointed at the shoe. And that, laces out, Dan. Laces out. I think Chris Boswell doinked one off the upright. Oh, that was the hardest doink I've ever seen. <laughs> that ball like had no rotation on it. And it yeah. was just like flat. And it was like the sound of taking your, your palm like in a in a slapping formation, just like slapping like you know like in the pool like when the water's nice and still just slapping as hard as you can just that yes <laughs> yes <boom>. like that <laughs> oh yeah meanwhile joe burrow had five turnovers and they still were in that game i yeah. uh like when pittsburgh got out to early lead i was like oh maybe pittsburgh's gonna be good but then as i watched their offense it's pretty rough it was yeah. all their defense that was keeping them in it I might get yeah, Najee, Najee Harris. I don't know if his availability is going to be there or not, but if yeah. not, it's not going to be good for their offense. Nope. They, uh, TJ Watt, a little tear in the peck. A little tear in the peck. That's all. Put some duct tape on it. <laughs> I heard the medical report. It was like basically his availability will be based on uh, his pain tolerance. I'm like, <laughs> his pain tolerance. His torn peck, but those boys will be out there. No, no problem. Knowing the Watt guys, he'll be out there. His left arm will just be down at his side the whole time. And isn't that kind of unfair of us to like expect that of him? Just because, like, <laughs> yes. they're, no- they're known for being badasses, so we uh-huh. just feel like we have to, you know, like, he's going to play through a torn peck. Yeah, I mean, his arm's falling out. Who cares? He'll play through it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, any other specific games you want to go over? There's a lot. I mean, I could think I could talk about all of them, but that would be boring. Um, yeah, I kind of... I'll probably have some things that we can mention about games when we go through this fun little throwback. But before yeah. we do that, what you got something else, right? Yeah. So uh, last week I mentioned the strength of schedules. I said the NFC East was the easiest, <laughs> but we're also not expecting high things from the NFC East. However, before Sunday Night Football, NFC East was 3-0. Washington won. They beat the Jags. Uh, Philadelphia held off Detroit, 38-35. to 35. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, who am I missing? Oh, it's Giants had the upset, 21-20 over Tennessee. Okay, the, the Giants win was legit. It was. Like, that was actually a good team to beat. Yeah. <laughs> and they <laughs> the played pretty well. beat Jacksonville and Detroit. <laughs> Were they the second and third worst teams last year? That is minor on, details, man. Minor details. I mean, I, I'm hoping Detroit is better this year, but let's 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 pump the brakes on this here. <laughs> Listen, NFC <laughs> East is stacked, but then Dallas. You beat and... two of the worst teams in the NFL, and you barely squeaked by either one of them. <laughs> just, just just let them have their moment. It's probably the only time the East has a winning record. And then Dallas ruined it by uh, having a bad offense. So they finished three and one. Meanwhile, on the opposite coast, NFC West, who was stacked last year, they were on three before Monday. All those top teams lost. Arizona, they got crushed. Um, the Rams were an embarrassment on Thursday. They lost. Yeah, look, look who's on top of the division. Yeah, then the upset of the day, Monday, Seattle won. One and three in the West, led by Seattle. I sniffed that out last week. 
You did. I didn't know if they'd win, but I was sniffing out the you Seattle. You picked the money line. Uh, I looked at this. Looked up their uh, spreads or the uh, the points for points against before Monday night. So the, those top three teams: San Fran, uh, L.A. Rams, and uh, Arizona. They were combined. They were outscored forty-one to ninety-four this weekend. That's bad. That's really bad. That is bad. And then for fun, I looked at the playoff teams from last year. Four of the seven in the AFC lost. So four of the teams that were in the playoffs last year, they lost. New England, Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Las Vegas. The ones to win were Buffalo, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. On the NFC side, five of the seven. What? 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 Kansas City? Did you say Kansas City? Yeah, I said Buffalo, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't worry. Not leaving them out. No. On the NFC side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. I, I keep thinking the teams and I'm like, oh, wait, they were Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five of the playoff teams from last year in the NFC lost. Five out of the seven. Ooh, Green, so. Green Bay, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco, Arizona, and Dallas. And three of those were the division winners. They all lost. Tampa Bay was the only division winner and playoff team to win. And then who's the other playoff team? Missed one. I don't know. They won. <laughs> okay. You know who you are. What? Philly. Philly. Philly? Did they make the playoffs last year? Yeah. They did. Remember? Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, Philly. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That's right. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, rough weekend, <laughs> man. But one thing that remained the same, Atlanta, man. <laughs> oh, man, I feel for Atlanta Falcons fans. Can you just... say the same thing about uh, Detroit, too, though? Like, yeah, battle from behind and all the time. Make a close well, game. Atlanta you think they might win one? Gets the lead and then loses it. Yeah, but I'm saying same old, same old. Like same Detroit, old, same get down, get down fourteen or twenty, and come back, yeah. make it like a one score game, and then lose by three. What's worse, having the lead late and losing it, or continuously battling back but never quite getting the lead? I feel like losing the lead late. All of the Vikings last I, year. I feel like the Lions will always come back from like 15 down. They got grit, man. They're butt kneecaps. They take the lead or they're within three, and they end up losing by a single score. Yeah. It's, like, it's pretty much what happens all the time. Them, I feel like. <laughs> they might be good this year, though. Decent. Not good. Decent. They got some playmakers on offense. All right, so I found a stat on the Falcons from uh, Mark Zeno at Atlanta Radio House on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, the Falcons defense in the fourth quarter gave up 213 yards and 17 points just in the fourth quarter. All while the Falcons offense had the ball for nine minutes, 35 seconds in the quarter. The Saints had the ball for just over five minutes and scored 17 points and 213 yards in the fourth quarter. Jameis Winston. Jameis came to life. (laughs) That's bad. That is a collapse on defense. Just like Jameis is collapsing going through the tackling dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweet out that video. That is too good. I love All it. the running backs going through the tackling drills and Jameis comes out at the end. <laughs> Stumbling, <laughs> rumbling. <laughs> fumbling <laughs> on each pad. <laughs> oh. It's like he hits one pad and as he goes, goes down and starts springing him back up, launches him into the next one. <laughs> yes. Great. Oh, there's one more thing I need to mention, unless you got to throw something in. Nope. 
the Browns and Panthers. So that was that was also a very close one. Panthers had the lead at the end. Jacoby Brissett, who's the quarterback for Cleveland. It was a bad no call at the end of the game. Did you see that? Nope. With the uh he did a fake spike. So they, I don't know if they didn't have timeouts or they were saving one or something, but Cleveland was going down. They were down by one. They got to about midfield with a few seconds left. And Jacoby Brissett took the snap. Uh did a fake spike like a little ways back, and then decided to spike it. So he did like a fake spike, took the ball back up, and then spiked it. And that is illegal. However, the refs didn't call it. They reviewed it themselves like they talked it over, and they announced it something like, it was a legal spike because he faked it and then decided to spike it. But then afterwards, everyone looked up the rules, and you cannot do that. That would have been a penalty, and the refs were just confused and didn't call it. So they uh, gave him the spike, which allowed him to clock the ball, stop the clock, and then it set him up for the game-winning kick. Had it been called right, they uh, probably would have ran out of time and lost. So I don't think there would be a, there would have been a run. And I would have had one more pick right last weekend. Yeah, the refs screwed over Carolina. There was some drama there. I don't think I just probably described it very well. I don't know what the ref said. But he basically confirmed that it was legal, even though it wasn't. <laughs> so that was some drama. The sad thing is, like, this is so common that it's like, eh, no hair off my back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I don't even care. You know, like, this happens all the time. But that's in the rule book. Like, yeah, there's plenty of things that are in the rule book that don't get called. Well, there's like things like pass interference or do get called wrong up for interpretation, you know? But this oh, I understand that says you cannot fake a spike and then spike it. Oh, I know. I feel like a ref gets a rule wrong like every season. So I'm yeah. just like, get it out of the way early, I guess. Yeah. There's so many of those like unknown rules that I bet happen like almost all, all the time where it's like, they might, yeah. Neither, co- neither coach or the refs know it, but it like, it would be like some ticky tack thing. Like you could be like, oh, well, you got to throw a flag on this because they're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to leave the tee in the ground for more than 3.5 seconds after kicking off. And I had a stopwatch and it was 3.8. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. It'd be something stupid like that. Yeah, you know, like is. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But probably happens like way more often than we think. And <laughs> we just don't and know. Never catch it. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, I didn't want to throw more stuff in, but speaking <laughs> of Cleveland, can we talk about <laughs> the elephant in the room, a.k.a. The elf on the field. <laughs> did, did I sent this to you? Did you see Cleveland's new midfield design? This is not. It's not real. This is real. I, I'm telling you, like to this day, <laughs> hour, minute, however long it's been after you've been sending this to me, it's not real. I don't believe it. I tweeted this out so you can follow our Twitter account at Fish and Chip Pod on Twitter and see it. Their new midfield logo. And their new, apparently, mascot for the season is an elf with an orange shirt and a little tuft of orange hair. And he's doing, like, the Heisman pose at midfield. Apparently, this was made in, like, the 40s or 50s, and it was very briefly used. (laughs) But I feel like everyone else... that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Use logos from the 40s and 50s when... That no one uh, knows about... And civil and women rights were terrible. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that this list logo is like demeaning or anything like that. Uh, well, like, I'm... but that's what you want to do with all the terrible logos that people used to have back in the day that were like so terribly offensive now. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to do. Grab a yep. logo from back then. Yes, bring them back. I'm sure the elves are going to be offended. Um, but I mean, like everyone outside of Cleveland probably does not know about this. They have an area in their stadium called the dog pound they have two dog mascots and they decide to go with an elf i don't get it brownie the elfie right yeah brownie the elfie <laughs> like i mean they're bulldogs man they have a real dog and then they have a mascot dog all i can think about is when you're talking about like an elf named brownie i feel like he's like a magical poop wizard <laughs> That's all I can think about. Like, or or one of the fudge ones. Like a fairy godparent like of poop. <laughs> Brownie. <laughs> Brownie. Or the one that always smells like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably him. He's the one with like the, the stink lines on the animations, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, so like in the peanuts. Yeah, the peanut episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like he's stinky, so he just has like squigglies coming off him, floating around him. And he doesn't know it. <laughs> Hello, oh, kids. Okay, we have Brownie gone Dale. way off. Sorry. You got some quarterback. Do we need to make this three segments? Today? We this might have to. We might have All right. to. I'm calling it. Segment one's a wrap. We're going to have a weird segment two with just a couple mm-hmm. random ass things probably, and then we'll get to everybody's favorite part of the week, segment three. Oh, we're bringing back an oldie, but goodie. I've teased it, but it's going to wait till segment two. We'll be back after this Fish and Chip podcast. Oy, we're back. This is going to be a three-segment episode. We'll try to keep it under an hour. Uh, you know, so you can listen. And I don't know what I'm saying. This is a waste of time. Spit it out. Spit it out. Yes. Okay. So segment three is not going to be our money stuff. Right now, I got to get Dane's gears grinding before he uh, does his thing. Oh, boy. There's, I think, two names on this list that you're going to just flip out about. Maybe more. So pro football focus. They're uh, like a, a stat research company analytic analytic company you could say they give players grades basically throughout uh, the season and they do it after every game these grades are kind of like you know like grading school like abc that sort of thing uh so on sunday before sunday no sorry before monday night's game they released their quarterback rankings for the weekend and they assigned them all numbers and the scale is if they get a 90 to 100, that means they're elite. If they get 85 to 89, it's a Pro Bowl level. If they get 70 to 84, that's a big range, they're considered good starter status. 60 to 69 is considered backup. And a 0 to 59 is considered replaceable. Okay. So I'm going to go through their top 10 rankings of the quarterbacks this weekend. Uh, I might have you guess some if you want, but... We're we're in a time crunch today. Uh, so first, no surprise, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah, he had a ninety-one point five, which puts him in the elite category. Uh, so I said this came up before Monday night's game, but I was just trying to look up Monday. I think they they, they couldn't have been any better. No, not better than Josh, but I think there's a new number two. I okay. I, all their stuff is usually behind the paywall unless someone tweets it out, which they did for this one. 
So I can't really tell, but okay. I th- so minus Gino because he obviously was awesome. Yes, I think Gino's the new number two, but I don't have his number. The number three, or I guess technically the number two on Sunday, the number two quarterback on Sunday, Kirk Cousins. Eighty-five point one was his level, which pushed him at Pro Bowl level. There's only two quarterbacks that are one's elite, one's Pro Bowl. <laughs> Big gap between Josh Allen and the next guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Kirk Cousins, number two quarterback on Sunday. How does that make you feel? I can throw up. <laughs> All right, let me go to number three. This guy's team lost. And they still put him there. No. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, eighty-one point one grade. What? Yeah, dude. I don't what? know. <laughs> I mean, these grades what? overall are usually pretty good. Like Sunday Night Football puts their where where where's the headquarters for f- Pro Football Focus? Uh, I mean, I know, we need to have a march. Are they in California? Are they been smoking the ganj? Probably California. What? Ryan Tannehill. He was twenty of thirty-three, two sixty-six yards, two touchdowns. Two carries, seven yards. Oh, I could name somebody that had better stats than that. Oh, yeah, me too. Name uh, a few. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, number three, 81.1, which puts him at starter status. <laughs> Dan's loving this list. So, n- nice list, Dan, right? Top three, just how you expect. Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> number four, just barely beating out number five. Number four was Justin Herbert. But she had a good game. Three touchdowns. 379 yards. <laughs> but his rating was uh, 79.8, which puts him at starter level. Number five was Jameis Winston. <laughs> 79.6 was his score. Starter status. What? Number six was... Actually, there was two sixes. They were tied. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts were both at six with 76.8. So still starter level. I'd say that's probably accurate. Yeah. They played well. They ran a lot. Yeah. They won. Yeah. All right. Number eight. <laughs> Are you ready for this one, Dan? Yep. Number eight is Patrick Mahomes. With a, a 71.5, which just barely squeaks out starter. He's almost at the backup score. <laughs> After putting up 360 yards and five touchdowns, 30 of 39, no turnovers. They <laughs> 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 put him just above the backup status. <laughs> Jameis Winston and Gino Smith. Uh huh. Ooh, just behind him was Tom Brady at a seventy. Oh, I forgot about him too. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And then running out the top ten was Davis Mills for Houston. I mean, what does Patrick Mahomes got to do to get higher up on this list? I don't know. Twitter was livid, <laughs> dude. It's like, hey, that's what you normally do, Patrick. So your average. You're you are your your own average. 
Dude, yeah. that's what I think it is. I like I think the media holds Patrick Mahomes to a higher standard. He's, he's on the Mahomesian scale. Yeah, he's got his own scale. These guys are these guys are on like the Peyton Manning scale. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was easily the best quarterback this weekend. And they put him eighth with a low starter status grade. <laughs> there was a, a person on earth that would take Jameis Winston to Brian Tannehill. Yeah. And Geno Smith. All three of them. You have all three over Patrick Mahomes with no, no backup. I'll take Patrick Mahomes and go with no backup. Hunter yeah. can throw if he gets hurt. There's a Reddit fan or a Chiefs fan or something on Reddit that had a nice comment from the perspective of the pro football focus. And he said, that was the worst 350-plus yard, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, 75% completion blowout win game I've ever seen. Just the worst. Worst. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you're that good? Yes. So uh, in reply to this, there was a, the lead analyst for Pro Football Focus tweeted something. His name Sam Monson. He said, this is acknowledging things like an underhand toss, <laughs> not being particularly taxing on quarterback play because Mahomes had an underhand touchdown. Like, who does well, What about all the other throws? And he said, or coverage bust in the end zone that left a running back uncovered in the flat for a touchdown. Mahomes was great, but he wasn't as great as the box score suggests he was. So then there was comments saying, I guess Mahomes next week is going to have to throw it to the, the uh, wide receivers that are more covered than the wide open ones so he can get his pro football grade higher. I like, what do they want put, from him? You put any of those other three quarterbacks in that system with Andy Reid, they're not doing what he did. No. <laughs> And an underhand toss for a touchdown. Like Carson Wentz tried that last year and it was a pick six. <laughs> like, it's not an easy toss. Yeah, it's not taxing at all. No. Like, oh, my gosh. They they don't like Mahomes, man. I mean, he doesn't like him. They like him as a person, but they don't like – Like, they hold him too What high. was he supposed to do? Make the wrong read, throw it to a guy that was covered in the end zone? Double yeah, dude, he's got to make the, the harder throws in their eyes. And it goes incomplete, but then he has four touchdowns but a higher score because he didn't throw one to the running back in the flat. Are you telling me that four touchdowns is better than five? Apparently, in their <laughs> scale, in their eyes. I would have rather had him throw it in triple coverage there. Yeah, thread the needle into triple coverage, not wide open. Okay, I, I'm. Here's meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm sure Kirk Grinded. Cousins had a bunch of wide open passes to JJ that were counted as great passes. Yeah. All right, that got your juices flowing, your gears cranked. Oh, there, I'm flowing optimal levels here. Let's bring back the oldie. It's the worryometer, y'all. Worryometer. We last year he did it in week two or week three. After after week two. Yeah, after week two. After two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. This year I felt like I just heard a lot of teams like, oh my god, world's falling. Or we're so good. And it's like you, you won one game. Chill. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. Starting in the north. I'm just gonna run down the list. You're gonna tell me if we need a warrior or not, right? Yeah, so basically, I'm just going to give you the scale, you know, like where, where you're sitting on the worryometer. You know, should you be freaking out? Should you be like mildly concerned? Should you not be as optimistic as you really as you are right now? I don't know, I'll tell you. 
Aaron Rodgers relaxed. All right, starting in the north, the, the division leaders have a point differential. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, don't freak out. Okay, <laughs> you want a good game. People are probably getting a little too jumpy, jumpy. We might go to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl! But uh, it's early. You got a new coach. You got a fresh defense and a lot of fresh players on this team. So offense is obviously going to be what it has been every other year because you got the same other guys. So let's see how much the defense has improved and how much our coaching changes to make a difference. Don't freak out. It's only one game. Let's see if we can win at Philly. <laughs> on to Philly. Chicago Bears tied for first. Chill, chill. You won a water pool ball game against the 49ers. And the 49ers lost their starting running back in that game. And neither one looked great. Neither team looked great. So just chill. You won a game. Be realistic on the season. The Detroit Lions. We're showing signs of improvement. Even though we lost, don't freak out. Stay optimistic. Let's try to get some wins, more wins this year. We're better. We're better than this. So, okay. Green Bay, 0-1. Do they need to worry? Where's the worry to I'm more worried about this team, I think, than anybody else in this division. And I think it's just because of Aaron Rodgers' attitude. What is it going to be? Like like I said, yeah. you, were, you were talking to me earlier about how they were going to look this week, and I go, I don't know. Is he going to be all sourpuss like he was last week and sit on the sidelines and pout and be grumpy and like just put a kibosh this season? Or is he going to bounce back and be like, no, I'm the two-time MVP uh, or back-to-back reigning MVP. I'm going to go for it. You know, like What Aaron Rodgers are we going to see this weekend? Yeah. So I'm a little worried. I'm also worried about the receivers. He could just get in a bad mood on a playoff game and then all of a sudden we just lose. <laughs> That's true. I think it's going to take them a while to get going with those receivers. But they might get it together. But if they don't, then sound the sound the the white flag. I don't know something. Yeah. All right, northeast. The northeast. Well, the one of two divisions with three wins, and it's the East Philadelphia Eagles. Just remember, it was Detroit. <laughs> okay, and it it's kept Detroit. We you won the game you're supposed to. Okay, don't freak out and think that you're Super Bowl contenders. Let's try to make the playoffs, maybe win a couple games. All right. Washington Commanders. Okay. We won. We might be okay. We're, we got a long way to go, but let's not freak out. It's one game. We beat the Jags. We're okay. <laughs> the New York Giants. Hell yeah. Pumped. <laughs> Super pumped. Guess what? It ain't going to last, though. Don't get too too optimistic. They beat the Titans, though. I know. Fluke. But if you <laughs> do you know that a fluke is the most common fish in the ocean? If you go <laughs> fishing for a fluke, you're probably going to catch one. Fun fact. <laughs> I don't think it'll last. I don't know. You can be hopeful, but I think you're a 500 team at best, even if you have a great year. So You don't trust Daniel Jones year five to have a breakout? I don't, no, I don't know. I hope I hope the best for the guy. All right, Dallas Cowboys. They just lost Dak. Worry. The alarms are going. Sirens are off. Wee-wee. Red lights are flashing. Uh-oh. Dak had surgery on the thumb. I Even jinxed it. Dak, they didn't look that good last week. I know. I jinxed it. I said that this is the year that Dallas or Minnesota makes Super Bowl. Minnesota looks great. Dallas. You did say that. Yep. 
Once again, I don't know if the NFC East is going to have a repeat winner. I think you nailed it on the head there, Jeff. <laughs> All right, heading to the South, uh, the Saints. Came back uh, 17 points down or 16 points down. Would you call it a bad win or just bad? Like, I don't know. They might just be bad. Their fourth quarter was decent. Yeah, but against probably like, the worst. You team. can't look like that against Tampa this weekend. You're going to no. be down 30. It's true. So, bad win or just bad? All right. So you're not that high then. All right, Tampa Bay. Legit. Legit. It's all, Legit. All right. right where we thought we were. Right where we thought we were. All right. Atlanta Falcons. I don't know. I mean, we you kind of thought we, we were going to have a dumpster fire here, but I was like, you know what? We might compete a little bit down in Atlanta this year. So. Yeah, okay, okay. I'd say I'd actually be optimistic, even though we lost the game that we were leading for All a while. Right. Their defense collapsed, though. Yeah. I do think if they get like a bad record, like 0 4, 0 5, they might put Desmond Ritter in at quarterback just to see what they got with him. And then that would probably tank their season. Yeah. But I mean, you're going to have to be at 0 5, 0 6. Yeah. yeah. Before that happens. All if right, he's Carol- even ready at that point, we'll see. Yeah, true. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Well, that didn't feel good. Did not feel good. That did not feel good. So there's Baker's a little bit of worry revenge. there. Did not feel good. So I'm, I'm. This this team's going to need a win this weekend. Yeah. The the water's boiling, starting to boil. Yeah. All right, going to the West, the division leaders by themselves. Yeah, Seahawks. Hell yeah, pumped. No, no worries worry. here. But really, are we expecting this for the whole season? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Enjoy Just it. Just keep last. your perspective. Enjoy it. It was worth it. It was a lot of fun beating Russ. Yes. All right, San Fran, 49ers. Bad weather, so I don't want to make too much out of it. So just pump the brakes. And but I do want to see Trey Lance be really good next week. So yeah, he was not great last week. Well, I mean, nobody. It's was only his third game. start, and yeah, the weather was bad. The field was a disaster. Uh, Arizona. Um, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm really worried. There's been a lot of noise around this team this offseason. Yep, and they're getting hard knocks in season this year, too. So I say big-time worry because I always say the more you hear from somebody or an organization, the more dysfunction there is. And yeah. as much as we heard about Kyler and his contract <laughs> and – don't forget, DeAndre Hopkins gets suspended. There's noise there. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's been talking all summer because keeps getting questioned about contracts and stuff like that. More noise I hear from a team, the less I like them. So Arizona's on the downtrend for me. All right. I have a fun stat uh, in the segment three about Kyler. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, last team in the NFC. Oh, well, you lost the opener. It was a they good team. just lose. It was a good team. Just relax. It was a good team. You're going to bounce back this week, get the win. We're right back on track. No need to worry. Last week was about partying. This week's about football. <laughs> All right. Matty Stafford's got to learn to look elsewhere besides cup 90% of his drop back. So. Hey. 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 You know what's that? All right. Set it. And I'm serious. AFC side, let's do it. 
AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the division with three wins. Uh, let's not get too high. We had injury problems this last weekend. Uh, we beat the division champs from last year at their home place, but uh, let's uh, let's not get too amped up here. Yeah, like I said earlier, their offense did not uh, look great. Baltimore Ravens. Yep, yep. Legit. Yep. Just what we thought we were going to be. Took care of business week one. Let's go do it week two. No change of emotion here. Browning the elf. Elfie. Browns. Oh, we're super, super happy. Super happy, but really. <sighs> they squeaked out a win think, that they should don't, have. Don't think that you're going to have a great record and hope for Deshaun to come back and all of a sudden be a dangerous playoff team. I don't think that's going to happen. They do go to the Jets, or they get the Jets at home next. So, and then the Steelers, who are rough, they yeah. might, they might be three. Yeah, but we'll see. They could also be we'll one, see. two. Yes, they could be. They could be any of any of numbers that you could throw out. They there, could really. be one, one, and one. Could be all the math. <laughs> all right, Cincinnati, zero and one. Uh, I'm not worried yet, but I do have a slight inkling to say that I want that O line to perform better. That's all. If I if I don't see improvement in that in the next month, I'll be starting to worry. Don't they have like three new guys in the line that were supposed to be better? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But he was getting hit all weekend. So. Yes, he was. But that was one of the best D lines too that he's going up against. So true, true, true. All right, East Miami one zero. They had a okay. Okay, you made all these moves in the off season to become a Super Bowl contender. You won one game against Bill Belichick. Against Bill Belichick, but let's just pump the brakes. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Got a lot of meshing together before this becomes a Super Bowl winner. I so, know. We'll see. Uh, Kansas City used to be like the team that was built on speed, but I think Miami's up there now. Mostly because Tyreek, <laughs> Tyreek switched sides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, that's what we wanted. Nothing to worry. Uh, going to the Jets. Uh, what did you expect? We are the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. Jets, Jets. I was expecting Flacco to beat his final team, the final boss. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought about that for one second. Yeah. Uh, New England. New England. Uh, I do have a little bit of worry, and nothing about the players on the field. I'm more worried about Bill. I think the moves that he was making as far as like guys he was signing, trades he was making when he was GM, kind of set up, set up this team for failure. Mm. And uh, I think we're going to see a drop-off from New England here in the next years going forward. Dude. As much as I hate to say it. I just looked at Mac Jones' QBR for that game. It was 9.7. <laughs> it's on a scale Solid. of 0 to 100. <laughs> nine. 0 to 10. 0 to 10. Yeah, zero to hundred. Sorry, I was stassing with okay, it. Whatever. All right, going to the south. This division does not have a win. <laughs> They're zero two and two, and even one two teams are playing each other. Uh huh. Uh Houston Texans. Okay, that was a fun week to get a tie. You know, compete against <laughs> well, the team that the people think is going to be a playoff team. You know. F it, let's go for it. Nobody thinks we're good anyway. Uh, they can only overachieve, I think. Yeah, there's no underachieving there. Uh, Colts. 
Uh, uh oh, a little bit of an uh oh. <laughs> yes. But I said give it four weeks for Matt Ryan to settle in. Yeah, kind of got it going in the fourth quarter. You can let that needle start to rise in the worryometer a little bit each week if they keep losing. But if Matt Ryan settles in, I think we'll be fine. Uh, all right. Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, stay positive. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Hopefully, we can get more wins than last year. So let's just stay positive. Tennessee Titans. Uh, if you thought we're good, we're uh, no, no, we're not that great. <laughs> yep. Even though Ryan Tannehill's second best quarterback, third, sir. Okay, third. <laughs> I don't, I just don't think they're going to be as good. I oh, think either. it was kind of a goof that they lost, but uh, they might. They might lose again this week, so we'll see. Good. All right, last division, the West. The Chargers. 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 I'd say they had a solid start. They picked I mean, up Derek Carr three times and sacked him six on defense. I'd say a very solid start. Uh, room for improvement, though, so positive outlook on the season. Your Kansas City Chiefs. Expected. Boom. Expected. Five touchdowns, 350 yards. It's Andy, Andy Reid coach teams are always terrific in September. So <laughs> that's the True. time to pick them. True. The Raiders. The Raiders. I, I think they showed signs at times in that game that that offense can be legit. So, and uh, DeAndre Vontae is, uh, he's going to be legit with them this year. So. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times when wide receivers move quarterbacks, they'll struggle for a year mm-hmm. or struggle for a while. They're going to be good right off the bat. And, uh, yeah, I think we can still be good, but we got to bounce back. Yes. All right. And last but not least, Denver. LOL. That's all I said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people think some people think they're going to win the division this year. I never did. So, like, no. to me, it doesn't surprise me. To a lot of people, though, very surprised that they lost to Seattle. So, I don't know. I just said LOL. So, if you're a Bronco fan, be worried. All right. <laughs> what team That's are you it. most worried about overall? Most worried team? Put you on the spot. Overall. Um, uh, let's Cowboys, see Broncos, Patriots. Oh, the Cowboys have zero chance now. <laughs> like, I'm not even worried about them. I know their fate. So <laughs> Call an ambulance. I'm not worried about them. But not for me. I mean, I don't think Denver's supposed to be good, so I'm not worried about them. I'm probably worried about San Fran a lot. Okay. New England, yes. Um, Indianapolis, not so much as other people might be. But yeah, San Fran, I don't know. I got a bad taste in my mouth about them, mouth about them this year All for right. some reason. Right. Maybe Jimmy will have to come back. Maybe. And then trade Trey Lance to Minnesota, sit behind Kirk for three years, comes in, best quarterback of all time. All right, let's wrap up. Let's go to segment three. Let's do a real quick one so we can get this show done in over an hour. How does that sound, Jay? In over an hour? Yes. Under an hour. Under over an hour. Under over. Your podcast back nice. after this. All right, segment three, a three-segment episode. We're just going to get right to it, starting with 
the chip daily fantasy stacks. What do you, what do you call daily it? fantasies? Fantasies. Fantasies. That's what it was. Fantasies. All right. Yes. All right. So last week, my favorite was Mahomes and Kelsey. Ah, oh, oh, money, money. It was good. Yeah. That was really nice. I also liked Herbert Williams and Keenan Allen. Only the eighth best quarterback. Only the eighth. It was only the eighth best quarterback. He had the most fantasy points. <laughs> uh, I also liked Herbert Williams and Keenan, and Keenan got hurt. Mike Williams had like two targets, so that wasn't good. Herbert was good, though. All right, so as I like to do, I like to look at the uh, projections for total scores, and this week there's only one game predicted over 50 points, and that's Arizona at Las Vegas. Arizona just got lit up by Kansas City, and Derek Carr just threw three interceptions. Here's a fun stat on Derek Carr. In his last 12 games, Derek Carr has 14 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and 11 fumbles. I don't know if all those fumbles were lost, but he still fumbled it 11 times. So, I, I, man, I don't know about that one. Yikes. Yep. On the flip side, this is my... uh, Fun stat on Kyler Murray, I mentioned last segment. So Call of Duty, the video game, this was kind of built into his new contract about, uh, you know, watching film and cutting down on video game time. But Kyler Murray loves Call of Duty. Uh, last weekend, they had double experience, meaning if you play the game, you get you upgrade faster for the weekend. <laughs> and no surprise, Kyler Murray did not have a great game. I think I said <laughs> this to you in the offseason, Dan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Our Reddit user, his name is Negative B on Reddit. He broke down <laughs> Kyler Murray's stats when Call of Duty has double experience uh, on a weekend because it's a weekend long event. When that happens, Kyler Murray has a 7.77 lower quarterback rating than when there's not a double experience weekend. Is it a coincidence, maybe? <laughs> or does he stay up too late playing games? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to come back to this probably. The next highest game is Washington at Detroit. E49, Detroit's favored by two, so it could be close. I don't feel comfortable taking a quarterback stock there. Although Wentz did just have four touchdowns, so maybe. And then there are four games with the team favored by 10 points. They're all road te- or home teams, and that's a good spot to look for a running back because if they're in the lead, they'll run it more. Um, so there's not really stocks I really love, but... Going back to Las Vegas, there's no double XP this weekend. Going with Kyler. He had a bad, he didn't have a bad game. It was good. Like 20 fantasy points, but I'm going with Kyler. Uh, And you can pick two of either Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, or Greg Dortch. He's super cheap. And last week, he led Arizona in catches and targets. I kind of like him. He's a wide receiver. I don't really know which three. I think Marquise Brown, maybe. And then either Zach Ertz or Dorch. The main reason I'm doing this is I want to be involved with Devonta Adams because he was still a target hog last week for his new team. And while I don't think Derek Carl of three interceptions again, he has <laughs> uh, lost the ball 24 times in the last 12 games. So I don't love Derek Carr. That's why I went with Kyler, especially because he can get you points running too. And because of that running, I also like Lamar Jackson this week. Where are they playing again? Miami. Miami. Yeah, that game could be a sneaky shootout as well. Or well, they they, they both have good defenses, but it could be an option. 
Lamar plus his obvious options of Andrews and Bateman, maybe uh, Duvernay. And the bring back would be Tyreek Hill because Miami is finding ways to get him involved. But <laughs> right now, I'm fully prepared for this one to bite me in the uh, the behind. My favorite is Kyler Murray having his bounce back game with no Call of Duty this weekend. There's your daily fantasies. Well, not none, just not double. Call just not double. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll still play. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's do it. Let's get to what's the spread. What's the spread, dude? All right, last week did not get my pick right. So I'm the pick of the week, two and three on the week. You picked the Rams, right? Yeah. Your reasoning was very solid, though. Very solid reasoning. Very solid. Yeah, and if Cleveland went to got that rule that you said, I would have actually been three and two. So mm-hmm. what up? What up? What up? It's all rigged. Rigged. All right, five games. Here we go. Let's go. Starting number one. Chicago at Green Bay. Chicago is getting nine and a half points. Green Bay did not look good offensively last week. Alan Lazard potentially still out. Um, if that's the case, I think Green Bay probably wins, but wins like 24, 16, you know, 24, 17, 24, 20, something like that. You know, keeps yeah. it within 10. But Chicago gets the win on the spread. Give me Chicago plus 10. Or plus nine and a half. Um, Seattle was good for me last week, so I'm going to stick with them. They're going to San Fran this week. Now they are getting nine and a half points as well. I'm going to take them to keep it within 10 on San Fran. Uh, offense didn't look good last week. Obviously, it's hard to, hard to tell, but I just don't. I mean, Geno Smith looked good. I feel like, you know, this is another one where I don't see San Fran really running away and getting 30 plus points. So if Seattle can just get, you know, the 15 to 20. They should be able to keep it within 10. Maybe even win. Who knows? They are the best team in the division. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay is going to New Orleans, taking another road team. They are laying two and a half points on New Orleans. I know what you're saying is, oh, the Saints shut them down. Look we'll the last couple of years. They know how to stop Tom. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa can still play defense. I got them. They're going to beat New Orleans. Saints looked terrible last week, let's be honest. It wasn't great. Besides the five minutes they had the ball in the fourth quarter. Yes. Uh, And then my fourth one, Indianapolis is going to Jacksonville. Here's a fun fact there, Chip. I like fun. Jacksonville, when Jacksonville has hosted Indianapolis, they've won seven straight games. That seems so insane to me. Because <laughs> Jacksonville is so bad normally. They've too. had like a one winning season in those seven years. And last year they beat them to knock them out of the playoffs last week of the season. Yeah. So that... if you're looking at Indianapolis right now, their last two games now going into this one, a loss at Jacksonville to make the playoffs, then a loss to open the season or a tie to open the season with the Texans, who are potentially the worst team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, go lose to Jacksonville again. I don't know, but they're getting four points, and apparently they're probably going to win out anyway outright. I mean, Jacksonville look. I mean, they show signs. I I, I see signs. Like, yeah, it's just a matter of putting a game together, you know. So yeah. let's just let's just see Jacksonville getting the four points. 
their new uh, coach, Doug Peterson, did help Carson Wentz look like an MVP, though, one year. He's probably going to help do that for Trevor Lawrence, I bet, sooner than later. All right. Time for the, the number one pick of the week. Dan's Moneyline Pick of the Week. All right. This is weird. I'm picking a road favorite that has to lay seven and a half points. But when you're going up against a backup quarterback and you were just in the Super Bowl six months ago, uh, yeah, Cincinnati, I'll take you. With the seven and a half points that you're going to give Dallas, you're going to go blow them out, bounce back from that loss to Pittsburgh last week. I expect a huge offensive day from Joe Burrow this week. What wait, wait, man. Without a quarterback, they got Cooper Rush in Dallas. He lit the Vikings up last year <laughs> on Halloween. <laughs> Looked really good in his time on Sunday night, too. I didn't even watch that in that game. <laughs> All right, give me Cincinnati. I'll lay the points. That's my pick of the week. Pick of the week. Uh, all right, moving on. Last week, Thursday, we pick the games every week because, you know, we we broadcast this the day of the game, so we got to pick the game that's on that day, right? So Thursday tonight. Yeah. All right, last week I took the Rams. You took the Bills. You were obviously right. I was obviously wrong. <laughs> this week we got the Chargers going to Kansas City. This is like two of our favorite teams. My second favorite team and your potentially first favorite team. I would put them there right now, yeah. Yeah. I can see this game going either way. What's the spread, though? Kansas City's favorite by four? Five? Four. Oh, and I, this was a game I considered picking also for the spread. Uh, I I was going to say I'd take Kansas City in this game with four points. So they're going to be your, your Thursday pick. I am picking them for Thursday. There was other, uh, one other game I wanted to point out to you uh, on the spread. I forgot. Uh, oh, Atlanta and the Rams. Atlanta's going to the Rams. Uh, they just blew a game late against the Saints. Rams did not look good last week. The Rams are giving 10.5 points. Atlanta ran the ball 38 times last week and only passed it 33 times. So for a team that runs the ball more, if they have any success against the Rams running it, I have a hard time believing that the Rams are going to blow them out. Like, yeah. They're just not going to be able to score enough the points ball a lot. Which... if it's a time of possession game. So things could bounce the right way for Atlanta to get that dub on the spread with 10 and a half. That goes to show why Atlanta had the ball for almost 10 minutes in the fourth quarter because they ran so much. Yeah, and also why I didn't want to pick that game is because I fully expect the Super Bowl champs bounce back. Yeah. But I'm saying that's one that I would watch for the money line. So. Uh, okay. okay, I'm taking Kansas City tonight, though. Uh, it'd be fun for me to pick the Chargers. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> but Kansas City looked so good last week. You're really not going to pick them? You just told me how good the Chargers look. Yeah, they did. But Kansas City looked better, and it's at Kansas City home opener, right? I believe they beat them there like week two or three last year, actually. Mm. Do it. Take Chargers. Let's go. I do think Kansas City is going to win, but fine. For the sake of this, I'll take the Chargers. All right. If you want to switch it, I'll, I'll allow it. But uh, you just fun. let me know. Let me know before the game. All right. All right. You can always switch it. Okay. Okay. All right. Then last but not least, our Survivor Picks of the Week. Survivor! Last week. Uh, I got my portable big board right in front of me now. Portable um, big board. I took Baltimore last week. They got the dub over the Jets. Indy tied the Texans. So no points for you. So through week one, I'm up one zip. 
Oh, two. Here we go. My survivor dreams started and were crushed before the noon games were done. Yes. Or I guess as they were done. Oh, yeah, kind of, dude. Kind of before. Kind of before. They yeah, were pretty kind of crushed before. for no, that's, true, that's true. <laughs> my uh, survivor skills have exponentially declined. <laughs> Last or two years ago, I got to week 16. Last year, I got to week four. This year, I got to week zero. <laughs> Next the week, year that you made negative. it to 16, I feel like I made it to like 12 or something. Uh, no, I made it pretty far. You had a week three pick Arizona and they lost. Last week, last year, I'm not, I'm not talking last year though. No, two years ago. Oh, was two years ago? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I did lose early, but I kept it within one then for did. a long time, I think. Yep. Yeah. All right. You want me to pick first this week? I can if you're nervous. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I already lost. I'll just do it. All right. I just break this team up that they're going to go and blow them out. So I'll take Cincinnati over Dallas. Cincinnati. Okay. Um, okay. I'll let you take them. I, oh, I was, you were going to, you were thinking about canceling me out. I forgot about that. I was going to yeah. mention that because I was considering the Rams too. And I'm like, I wonder if you would block me if I did that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about say the block. I, I'm just looking for some points. And I am, I guess I'm picking your other team. I'm going to pick the Rams. I Ooh, should I block that now? <laughs> I don't know, man. Your call, Super Bowl winners. No, I'll leave it. All right. All right. Both leaving it. Are you using any other lifelines? Bonuses? Um, ooh, uh, I could copy you. You could. I get Wait. to use the Rams twice. If you, because it I can't block a like we can't block a lifeline pick, right? We'll say. Uh, I would say that's fair. Yeah, so if I, I would. Well, then, I, then I'd be canceling out your lifeline. No, then my lifeline just wouldn't be used. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't use mine, or would it? Or would I still like be saying, blocking the Rams? I'm saying I'm going to use my copy pick, okay? So I picked the Rams, and then you blocked me on the Rams. So if I want to use my copy, I got to pick somebody else. But then does that or block could... the Rams for you all year? Yes. Okay. Yes, it would. That's why I'm considering doing it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, if I use the copy and you block me, I'm blocking you. <laughs> Just to make it really even. So we both blocking the Rams. <laughs> Well, if we block in the Rams, and then I would probably just put my copy back in my pocket. <laughs> Let's not do that. I'll just leave yeah. it as is. I'm on the Bengals. You're on the Rams. And that is how it's going to sit. No lifelines being used. Okay. Sound fair? Sure. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. I wasn't going to okay. use any anyway. I'm done talking. We'll have to. I need seven days to not talk to you to get past this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Fish and Chip Podcast on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Machine, Amazon, most places you get your podcasts. I am Dan Fish. That is Chip Daly over there. Thanks for being here, Chip. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I'm going to go cry. Uh, I'm going to win the Survivor this year. I got to. I got to. I got to win. You got to leave. Even, even the scoreboard. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And stay sweet, universe. Stay sweet, universe.